Guys, part two, we're back. Uh, what we're going to go over is the remaining trades, uh, winners and losers of who we think won and lost, obviously, and uh, little predictions heading into the playoffs and who's going to win the Stanley Cup. Al, start us off. Okay, so let's start with the Winnipeg Jets acquiring Kevin Ace from the New York Rangers. And in return, the Rangers putting their hands on Brendan Lemire, a 2019 first-round pick and a 2022 conditional fourth-round pick. So Hayes to the Jets. Boys, what do you guys think? Yeah, so uh, this is a, I like the street for Winnipeg. Uh, you know, they were talking a lot about uh, how they needed a center to play with Patrick Liney. And I think, uh, you know, they got what they could with uh, Kevin Hayes. Uh, you know, I think the return is not bad. Um, you know, Kevin Hayes himself is uh, doing pretty well this season. I believe he has... Uh, in 51 games, he has 42, 42 points. points. That's, you know, pretty impressive. So, you know, hopefully he could uh, boost up uh, Patrick Liney and uh, give them some offense. But I think he's going to be a nice little piece to the puzzle in Winnipeg. And, uh, you know, obviously they want to make that deep playoff run. So, you know, that uh, he's going to be a nice little one-two punch with uh, Shifley. So you think he slots in where? I think he slots in uh, second line. Right now, I believe he's playing with Connor and uh, Ehlers, and I think Liney's on the first. But I think eventually they're going to put in Liney, Hayes, and uh, Ehlers, and they're going to put Connor back on the first. Uh, so I think that's where he, he fills in. But again, you know, we're not uh, we're not really the Winnipeg coach, so that's obviously to be decided by them. One of my uh, models models for winning the Stanley Cup is you need to have depth in at center. Yeah. And I think Winnipeg is a great example of this because they have Mark Shifley, Kevin Hayes now at number two, Brian Little, and Adam Lowry. Um, say what you want about the bottom two guys, but I feel like any other team, Brian Little could be minimum second-line center. Yeah, if he, if he plays up to his potential, yeah. uh, without a doubt. I just think right now you know, he has slowed down in Winnipeg, so but you know, that's a, why he's on the third. But hey, there's a lot of uh, Brian Little on your third line, it's not really a bad thing, right? It's... Uh, not a bad issue if you're putting him up against other teams third lines uh it's you know it's someone you want out there so i wouldn't see, see it as such a bad thing yeah so what you guys are saying kevin hayes won't make the winnipeg jets win the stanley cup but it does bring balance to their lineup yeah okay yeah. i find winnipeg like a fascinating team to watch and the fact that they made this move just makes that uh divisional uh, potential divisional playoff round versus the Nashville Predators in the second round, like we're all expecting. So much more interesting with Nashville making the moves they made. I think Winnipeg had to do something today. And they did it with Kevin Hayes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we, we do know uh, they were trying to go hard for Mark Stone. They didn't, you know, they didn't acquire him. And I felt like they knew that. Uh, so, you know, I think their backup plan was Kevin Hayes. And so they, they made the push on him. But obviously they wanted Mark Stone. And, uh, you know, that would have been a nice uh, little addition for them, too. Obviously, insane. yeah, to have Mark Stone in that already stacked, like, top six. It's, wow. uh, yeah, wow. Thank, thank God it didn't happen. And look, and if uh, <laughs> when Dustin Bufflin comes back healthy, uh, and if he gets going again, th this team's going to be very hard to beat come playoff time. Yeah. Now they stack their defense with Nathan Bollier, too. Yeah, but that's more, yeah, it's depth. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, next trade here, guys. Nyquist traded to the Sharks by the Red Wings. So Red Wings acquire in return a 2019 second-round draft pick and 2020 conditional third. This is your favorite. Yeah, I really like this trade for San Jose. I feel that they already have a, a great 
top um, top nine. six, top nine, top nine even, yeah, yeah. And uh, for the price that they got Gustav Nyquist at, I, like it, it's a steal. I I really hope that Montreal would have done something to try to acquire him, especially that we have Thomas Tatar, his old buddy. But you know what? Great for San Jose, and they look serious to uh, to contend for the cup. Yeah, I think this is uh, low-key one of my favorite trades of the trade deadline just because I feel like Nyquist is such a nice fit for San Jose. And uh, obviously, especially what they gave up, you're talking about a second and a third. You know, it's like peanuts compared to what we know Nyquist could be, you know. So if he pans out in uh, San Jose, which I hope he does, San Jose just became a... Uh, Deep threat to go into the player to go into a deep Stanley Cup run. Look, right now they have him on the third line with Joe Thornton. Like, yeah, that that's gonna be a hard third line yeah, to play against. That's definitely a flare line. We all know how uh, Joe Thornton could uh, pass the puck, and you know Nyquist does have that uh, scores mentality. So yeah, you know, like that's a dangerous third line. Just having them two there, man, it tells you a lot about the mid season that Tommy Turtle was having. For him yeah. to finally have surpassed Thornton yeah. as a second team yeah. centerman. Um, playing alongside Kane and uh, Donskoy, as we see here. Uh, so the kid's finally doing really good, and this should help San Jose come like, forward to the playoffs. Yeah, San Jose just uh, adds to the already uh, dangerous lineup. Brent Burns with 70 points on the season already, already. as a defenseman. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Carlson is playing on their third-line defensive pairing. Because they have Vlasic on that second. But I think that's going to change well, come playoffs. Yeah, for sure it's going to change. And I think they, they do it evenly. It's not just, you know, I think there's three pairings. All of them are just, you know, uh, free rotation. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to change come playoffs. They're going to make it more, uh, you know, to play versus other teams, top pairing or this and that. But yeah. just but it's just crazy to say, you know, like their team right now is looking better than ever, I think. Mm. And every season we always say, Oh, this was the Sharks here. Now it's done. This was the Sharks here. Now it's over. But they keep coming back. Yeah, but they keep choking. Yeah, they keep choking too. That's <laughs> I think what San Jose is, when it comes playoff time, they have to all find their best game and make that, you know, strong playoff push. I think a lot of them, you know, like the, the term choke is they just, they play so great in the season and then playoffs come and it's like they lose the teams that found that playoff rhythm. Yeah. So if they could find that playoff rhythm, like they did when they went to the finals, at least, you know, like uh, they they could make a uh, look. They're definitely my dark horse team uh, to make the finals, but uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see uh, in that retrospect how they do. So they're a dark horse team to make the finals. Yeah. Oof. Well, they have the team for it. They're not my team to make the finals, but look, if there's a team that is a dark horse, it's definitely them for me. Mm. See what they could do in goal too. Martin Jones going to depend a lot on him. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on. Final trade of the day, more of a hockey deal. Well, not right? really final trade, but our our final trade. Yeah, that we'll speak about. More of a hockey deal than like a trade deadline day deal. Uh, so Sabres acquiring defenseman Montour from the Ducks. So very good young defenseman. Um, in return, they get uh, Brendan Gould and the 2019 first round draft pick. So, a big move here. Uh, Anaheim Ducks selling off an important asset for a first-round pick. Yeah. He's uh, he's 24 years old. With Anaheim this season in 62 games, he has 25 points. Uh, I don't really know much about him, but for for um, for Buffalo to give up uh, a first-round pick, um, yeah, for them to give yeah. up a first-round pick, like they must see something in this kid. 
for sure and you know like we were we were just talking about this affair that uh, you know like yeah you know they gave a first for him but you know even for buffalo he is your future so yes you're giving up a first but at you know 24 years old he's already pre-developed he seems to be you know 25 points as a defenseman is pretty good he's a puck moving defenseman so i don't say that's too shabby already on that blue line there's Dallin, there's Risto Linen. Mm. You know, it's like it just adds to that blue line and they're all around the same age. You don't have to wait three years to develop him. Like maybe that first overall, uh, that first round pick would be. So, you know, I I like the deal. Uh, It kind of flew under the radar for me, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I like it. Uh, I'm just kind of disappointed Anaheim didn't do more, you know, for a team that's sitting in, I think, last or second last in the West. They should have done more to, you know, kind of rebuild and get those picks because, they're they're not getting any younger. Getzlav is in his mid thirties. Perry is uh, can stay healthy, and these are and you know I think their own and Raquel this season is not doing well at all. He he slipped from his numbers last year, so you know right there is your your core three players, and they're not obviously playing, playing up to standard. So you know I think it's time for a, a rebuild in in Anaheim. Another team that like I wish uh, did more was. Montreal. You know, this is a team that's in the hunt for a wild card spot, and they're up against the Pittsburgh Penguins, who should make the playoffs, and Carolina, who's having a hell of a season, and Columbus, who just acquired half the league. <laughs> so, yeah, I, f- I feel that man, Montreal, Montreal made a big move today. Uh, it's true. who they get? Jordan Wheel. Oh, baby. For Chaput. <laughs> what a big loss. I mean, I'm not too disappointed on what the Habs did. Also, I was kind of like at peace with Bergeron not doing anything because of his track record. But, uh, you know, to, to kind of think, uh, you know, what would he have had to give up for maybe a, a, a quality player would be, you know, one of those prospects we have in our pool of, of you know, of prospects. And that, to me, sits uneasy just because I look at the Montreal Canadiens and, you know, I'm not too convinced they'll make a deep playoff run. So why should we give up our future that, you know, we, we could have a great turnout in one of these players and for a player that, you know, is going to take us maybe past, what, the first round? That's if we even make playoffs. So, you know, I, I think Bergevin, despite what a lot of people think, did the right thing. Uh, and, you know, in Montreal, it's very simple. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. So at the end of the day, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see the way the season goes. But personally, I think uh, we're not a playoff contender. No. Uh, you know, I, no. I really hope they make the playoffs. But if you look at the teams in it now, you're looking at Pittsburgh. You're looking at Columbus. You're looking at Carolina. These are some, you know, big teams. Uh, you know, say what you want. I love Carolina's young, uh, young group, and you know, they're they're they have that. You know, their top players are are really good. I like them, and you know, the Habs really have to just pick it up second out, like this last stretch of the season, or else uh, I don't think they're going to make playoffs. It's also a roster that needs a lot more um, moves, okay, than uh, just deadline day moves. This yeah. is not a team that you could push beyond a certain point because yeah. of a guy you get on deadline. Like yeah, you said, they're not missing that one piece. That yeah, no, but it's, but like it's a work in progress. I feel like a team fighting for a playoff spot. If the GM shows that, like they go and try to get someone to help them, like it shows, it shows that like the GM wants wants to make them make playoffs. 
or you can see it on the flip side and you know you, you trust the team he has now to, to go with it uh you know like goes without saying this year what i love about the Habs is definitely the feel that's in the locker room uh you know i feel like they're they're a closer team mm. uh you know there's good vibes in there you know it's just a matter of them gelling together and all playing to their best so i think that's the issue but uh you know, I, I'm not disappointed with Bergevin. Yeah, I mean, you could only ask for so much. And uh, that, that's, yeah, that's my take on it. So, look. So, do you think do you think Montreal Canadiens make playoffs? Uh, as a Montreal fan, I want to say yes. But if I look at, you know, the standings and how they've been playing lately, I kind of, my the hockey fan in me says no. Uh, but I, I'm still, I'm still going to go with my heart and say yes, they do make it. Uh, at least, you know, in a playoff position. Now, if, if Montreal had acquired a Wayne Simmons or a Nyquist, do you think they make playoffs? Well, obviously it would help, but I just think, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't think that's the player, like Alex said. Uh, I don't think that would be the player to make that big difference. Okay, so that's probably why he So, you know, it's, it still comes from the, the group you have, you know, like for, you know, Hayes in a locker room like Winnipeg, kind of makes a difference because they have Shifley. They have those players to depend on already. So, you know, it's just a little filler to a, a team that's already expected to go to distance. You know, like Nashville, they're already expected to go to distance. Now with Simmons and Granlin, I mean, they all obviously improved them. You could even add Simmons and Granlin to Montreal, and I still think, you know, they're not a playoff, like uh, a Stanley Cup team. You know, yes, I think with those two guys, that definitely helps their yeah. you know, odds of making playoffs. But to go deep... I think they're still missing that more than one piece, you know? I mean, if you look at the, like, just look at Montreal's defense, the left-hand side, Riley, Kulak, Mete, yeah. uh, Frolin. Like, <laughs> this, is not, this is not, a like, a defense that's going to get you anywhere in the playoffs. I'm sorry. And I'm happy the Canadians didn't move much today um, because I don't want to risk anything for the future. And I also think that if we make the playoffs... Okay, that's good. But if we lose, if we miss the playoffs by that one spot, this will be a complete waste of a season. Like this should have been a rebuilding season. And if you're gonna lose, I wanted them to lose really hard. But now that they're winning, like I do want them to make the playoffs. But if they miss it by that one spot, yeah, it's I'll be I'll be so disappointed. Yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. That's heartbreaking. I, I mean, what's nice the positive uh, for the Montreal Canadiens right now is we have kind of like a young core. I found yeah. in previous years we would always pick up those players that are like past their prime. And kind of just fill them in because, you know, maybe the prospects weren't good enough to be on the team. Yeah. But I feel like now, you know, with guys like Mete, uh, Kotkaniemi, that you see them into the team. And there's, you know, there's talk about putting in Suzuki next year or maybe pulling. Depends, you know, how they're, how they're uh, developing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's exciting to see that for once. You know, we always usually had like these players who are past their prime and you just put them in the lineup. Okay, you know, pay the third line. Like yeah. we want to see players that are young, like, you know. Like Winnipeg, they, these are all guys that they drafted. Liney, Eller, Shifley, just to name a few. All players they drafted, and they're all star players on the team. I think that's what Montreal has to, uh, you know, kind of mirror along with Toronto. And, I think, Marner, and Matthews. I think they have been doing that because they, they dra- through the draft right now, Montreal has Romanov. Romanov. You have Josh Brook. Exciting, yeah. Uh, like you said, uh, Kokanyemi. I know Suzuki. We didn't get him through the draft, but we got him well, the year young. right after he's that. Yeah, that yeah. he got that he got drafted by Vegas. So yeah, I, I'm happy that they didn't give up their future for a rental, and who knows if that rental would have resigned. And Bergevin said in a presser that Romanov was NHL ready, 
but that he wasn't sure that he could bring him to the NHL as of next season because of uh, the situation in Russia, his contract in Russia. But he does see him as an NHL-ready defenseman, and he killed it at the juniors. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, like like I said, I was speaking about the Montreal defense. I can't wait to see those two jump in, Brook and Romanov. I think he's going to help a bunch. Yeah, there's uh, definitely a lot to be excited about for the future in uh, Montreal. Uh, maybe just to uh, talk about the last, last year of the day, Matt Zuccarello. Oh, yeah, it's true. Uh, we, he got acquired by the Dallas Stars for, maybe you could check this out for me, I believe a conditional, a second and a third, and a possibility of both of them becoming a first-round pick. Yeah, so here it is, okay? So the conditional second becomes a first. If Dallas wins two playoff rounds, okay, okay, so so that's that's a struggle, yeah. and the conditional third becomes a first if Zuccarello stays. Okay, okay, so maybe that's a bit more reasonable. So let's ask. Do obviously now we know he's injured. He's uh, he didn't even have a chance to complete his first game with Dallas. Yeah, but I mean, uh, it's kind of hard to say. Let's say he wasn't injured. Do you like that trade? The value that uh, the Rangers got. I mean, it's it's a second and a third. Kind of like uh, what uh, Detroit got for Nyquist. Do you guys like it uh, despite the injury? I feel like Zuccarello in that group of forwards just brings like a fighter's mentality, a, a simple hockey player, yeah. right? He's not flamboyant like the stars they already have. Seguin, Radulov, uh, Ben, yeah. you name it. You know, he just brings like that simplicity and like the pure hockey player mentality that I think the Dallas Stars need up front because it's a shit show. Yeah, I think with, with uh, a big reason why they went and get Zuccarello, you obviously saw uh, interviewing the Rangers players how they felt about Zuccarello in the room. Lundqvist even started crying. Oh, what a baby. <laughs> I mean, look, it just goes to show the, the type of player he is in the room. And, uh, you know, I, like if anyone could help Dallas, it could be him, you know, to give them that locker room uh, push they need, you know, because obviously that's what's missing there. So, uh, I mean, I like the trade. I hope he recovers quickly. He's one of my players that I uh, I love watching. So, you know, I really hope he gets back uh, sooner than later. What's interesting is that it could potentially become two first-round picks. Yeah, that's big. You know what I mean? Well. Like, they're both conditions to become first-rounders. Yeah. Or else they say a second and third, and it's just a big waste. Yeah. The, the, first game. Yeah. They're a bit of a long yeah. shot, but I think uh, just the fact that it's a possibility is uh, definitely good for the Rangers. For a rental. Yeah, right. for a rental, exactly. You could always go back to Rangers and uh, absolutely like screw over uh, the Dallas Stars, right? <laughs> so if we had to pick a team to make it, if you had to pick a team to make it and not make it into the playoffs, who would it be? Uh, so for the East, uh, like I said, I, I want to put Montreal there. Uh, Pittsburgh is there, uh, without a doubt. Uh, I think Pittsburgh is going to be a, a case of, you know, towards the end of the season, they're going to find the rhythm and they're absolutely going to kill it in the playoffs like usual. Maybe not go to the finals, but at least pass the first round. Uh, personally, I think Carolina doesn't make it. Uh, Columbus makes it. Pittsburgh makes it. Montreal makes it. That's what I think. Oh. Yeah. And there's a little cushion, right, separating these three teams from Buffalo. It's a nice six points. So unless Buffalo uh, starts winning many games. Um, but yeah, I, I go with the same thing as Nick, Columbus, Pittsburgh, Montreal makes it with the last, last wildcard spot. Well, I hope Columbus makes it because for me, they're, they're the winners of this, yeah, of this trade, that, that. trade deadline. Okay. They're the winners if they make playoffs. 
Absolutely. And if Columbus do not make playoffs, they're the I find they're, they're yeah, what they're the, biggest the losers in trade deadline history. Yeah, because you you can't acquire <laughs> all those players and and not for, make for, playoffs. No, for nothing. Yeah, yeah. So so my winner of the trade deadline would probably be Columbus, and I like San Jose also because of the trade they make. It was a low key one under the radar, and uh, definitely it's going to help their team big time. I think one of my biggest losers would have to be. Uh, probably the New York Islanders, you know, like they're uh, they're first in the Metropolitan right now, and uh, they, they were a team that weren't supposed to be weren't supposed to do as well as they're doing, and you know, just to show the team that like, hey, look, we're here, uh, we're fighting for playoffs, we're gonna try to go as far as we could, let's try to get a player, and they didn't do mm-hmm. that, and I feel like that's uh, it's they, they should have done it not only for their team but even for fans to show that uh, they're they're involved and like they want to do well they're definitely like the most improved team mm-hmm. in the NHL this season yeah for a team that lost uh, John Tavares i think they uh, rebounded pretty well uh, i don't think they're uh, they're my like losers uh, i think maybe the gm just thought hey look i'm happy with my team i don't want to give up anything uh, let's say maybe for the future sort of like a version i think and you know we'll leave it at that because Islanders went through a lot, you know, so to give up the future for a rental probably isn't the best uh, scenario. Uh, but I did want to speak about my winners and losers uh, of the trade deadline. Winner for me, obviously, the Nashville Predators. Adding Simmons and Granlund is so huge for them already with that team they have. It, honestly, it, they just became the team that I'm putting to the Stanley Cup uh, finals. You know, obviously, I said that my dark horse is San Jose. But Nashville is there for me. Um, in terms of losers of the deadline, like I already mentioned, I want to say Anaheim and Los Angeles. Um, these two teams here, uh, you know, uh, right now they're they have the last place, the two last place spots in the West, and you know it's time for a rebuild for these guys. You know, LA they won their cups, but like every other team, you have to go through that rotation. And I think they didn't lay off uh, guys like Kovalchuk. I know it's a little harder to move him because of his deal. But, you know, I think they could have uh, definitely uh, traded a few yeah, more assets. Offloaded. Yeah. Maybe Jeff Carter. You know, these are all guys that they could have, you know. Yeah, used. they're getting but older. Again, I think in the offseason, they're definitely going to look at it. So, you know, because of the, their contracts and it's harder to move them a straight deadline. But uh, I, I want to see uh, how, how they do because they definitely need a rebuild. So that's your winners and losers. So now, give, give me your two teams to make play, uh, to make the finals. To make the finals? I want to say um, my finals is Nashville and Tampa, just because as a hockey fan, I'd love to see that. Uh, but there's just something about Tampa that's, saying, that's telling me, you know, they, they'll just choke and not, uh, you know, make it to the finals. That's but I'm, I'm going to go with my, um, what I want to see as a hockey fan and stick with it. Uh, as for the West, uh, in terms of making playoffs, I think uh, Dallas makes it. Uh, Vegas, obviously. Um, I think Minnesota actually falls out and Colorado goes in. Uh, they're both tied for 66 and for the final wildcard position, Dallas at 67. So I think uh, that's the way it goes uh, in terms of the West. Uh, and yeah, that is my uh, Al? my pick. Winners and losers? So my winners and losers today. So my winners... I'm going to go with the Boston Bruins, uh, adding Johansson and adding Charlie Coyle earlier on. Um, I think just 
makes the Bruins that much nastier. Charlie Coyle to the Bruins just makes them that much nastier. We know the nasty defense they already have and the the, the nasty forge they have with Marshawn. I think this is like a typical um, Boston Bruins uh, move for a trade deadline day. So those are my winners. I feel they're so much stronger after today. And my losers, I'd have to agree with you, the New York Islanders. Uh, they're losers for today. I'd go even if there's like a secondary loser, Washington Capitals. They got, I know they got Carl Hagelin, but they just won the Stanley Cup and they're still up there, top like almost top of the league. I just feel like if they would have made that extra push, they could have gone I all the way like again. But I feel like with Washington, like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Don't fix it, right. Yeah, I, I think Washington's maybe uh, <laughs> reluctant to make uh, trade deadline deals uh, yeah. or rentals after uh, the Philip Forsberg incident. So you know what, I wouldn't, uh, I, I wouldn't shit on Washington too hard for not making a move uh, trade deadline. You know, I think uh, they definitely still have the team to win. So we'll see uh, how they how they fare. Uh, who do you think? Uh, what's your uh, finals? My finals from the West. I have the Jets going all the way. Oh baby. It's gonna be big. It's gonna be a big series versus the Nashville Predators. I think the winner of that series goes straight to the finals. Yeah. And in the East, um, I have the Boston Bruins going all the way. Uh, just be, I don't know. This this team come to playoffs. I think is a different team, and uh, we'll see. We'll see it again this year. I'm convinced. Absolutely. I'm convinced. We'll see it again this year. Uh, winning, I, I I put the Jets to win the Stanley Cup, though. Nice. So, I uh, hope another Canadian, Canadian team. team. Yeah. Right. First time in 25 years. Uh, let's get her done. It's long overdue. I think it'll be um, Tampa Bay from the East and San Jose from the West. I feel like this could be the year that San Jose doesn't choke. <laughs> and uh, it'll come down to Game 7 overtime and like uh, Brett Burns, sniper to win the Stanley Cup. And to end. And to end. Goes through three guys, snipes in front of the line. Yeah. That's a nice Stanley Cup final goal. Yeah. All right, guys. That was our podcast, our NHL Trade Deadline podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you have any questions, any comments, let us know on our social media pages, Instagram and Twitter. We'd love to hear from you guys, and we'll definitely get back to you if there's anything. Thank you for listening. Thanks, guys. Ciao, guys.